introduce to you Dr. Bill Rice III, uh, and may God come and touch you, brothers. You pray. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Romans 6. Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6. I'll let you find it. We're going to look at the well-known 23rd verse in the 6th chapter of Romans. You find it, and I'll say a couple of things, and then we'll look at it together, okay? Great. I could not see from the front row, so how many of you, you may have been in the church before, but this is your first service in the revival. You weren't here Sunday morning or night, so this would be your first time. Can I see your hand? Wonderful. We're glad to have you here, and we hope you'll get back. It's great to have you here. Just quickly, tomorrow night, we're going to be showing a about 10-minute video of the ministries of the Bill Rice Ranch. This would be for hearing teens and family weeks and for deaf young people as well. You'll enjoy it. It really is quite good. I've shown videos here of our deaf weeks before, but we've never shown this one. So tomorrow night, you'll enjoy that. Wednesday night, Lord willing, I'll be preaching on the home, and I hope you'll be able to be back with us for Wednesday night. You got Romans 6? If you would, please, out of respect to the scripture, let's stand together as we read. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Read it with me, will you? If you have a Bible, we'll try to start together and stay together. If you don't have a Bible, try to look over somebody's shoulder. Let's read it again. I'll give the reference and we'll all read out loud together. Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin. Father, we know that what you have said in the Bible is for our benefit, and we know it's important. And we know that this verse, though brief, has information that we need. And so I pray that you'll help us tonight as we look at it. May I be clear, may my friends who listen be careful as they hear the scriptures, the Bible. And I pray that you'll help us to leave tonight with the truth from Romans 6.23 in our hearts and minds. And we pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. You may be seated. The Bible is a book of contrast. And whenever you read the Bible, you'll see great contrast. For example, you'll read no further than the first couple of chapters of Genesis before you see Jesus Christ, the Messiah, contrasted with Satan, referred to as the serpent. So that the Bible says, while the serpent will bruise the heel of the Messiah, Christ will crush the head of Satan. So you see, Satan and Jesus Christ contrasted in the first chapters of Genesis. In Exodus, you see the people of God represented by the Israelites in contrast to the people of the world represented by the Egyptians. In Leviticus, you have the law given and the law rejected. In Matthew, you have the king coming and the king 
crucified. In Galatians, you have law and grace. In James, you have works and faith. But I don't think there's any greater contrast in all the Bible than that which is found in Romans 6, 23. Now notice this. Sin has a wage that is death. God has a gift that is eternal life. All right. What greater contrast could there be than this one? You have sin and God. You have wages and gifts. You have death and life. Sin has a wage that's death. God, in contrast, has a gift that's eternal life. Well, why, why would the Bible speak about sin? And why would that be important for us tonight in a church honoring a Christian school? Well, the Bible says it, and it's important for us to see it, because all of us are sinners. All of us. Everyone is a sinner. And the Bible says so repeatedly. For example, David said, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Now, David didn't mean that his mother was a sinner for having born him. He simply, simply meant that he was born in sin, as are we all. The Bible says, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The New Testament says there is none righteous, no, not one. Romans says, for all have sinned. So all of us are included in the fact of sinning. Now, I, I know sometimes it's hard for us to think of ourselves as sinners. Romans chapter 4 says that he, Christ, was delivered for our offenses are offenses. And that word is very similar to the word sin. And it means that we offended God in our sin. Our, our sin may not be offensive to us, but it is to God. For example, it may be that the thief thinks stealing is not so bad. It may be that the murderer thinks murder is justified. But God is the one who sets the standard. And so God calls right, right, and wrong, wrong, and he sets the standard for both. And according to God, we are all sinners. Now notice that sin has a wage. A wage is something that you earn. Often we think about earning on the other side of this column, getting to heaven. Sometimes we'll go to a funeral, and somebody will say something like, what a wonderful lady. You know, if anybody makes it to heaven, she will. Or what an outstanding man. He, he was such a good man. Surely he'll be in heaven. Implying that they earned a place in heaven. But whenever the Bible talks about earning, it's talking about sin's wage, not God's gift. Sin's wage, the Bible says, 
is death. So all of us are sinners, and the wage or the result of our sin is death. Not only does that mean physical death, I mean, obviously, that we are dying people is evidence that we are sinful people. For, for a person to say, well, I, I don't think I'm a sinner, makes as much Bible sense as if a person said, well, I don't think I'll ever die. We are people who will die because we are people who are sinners. But when the Bible says the wages of sin is death, it's not just talking about physical death. It includes that. But it's talking about separation forever and ever from God in a place called hell and the lake of fire. The wage or the result of sin is literally hell. Jesus told a story in Luke 16. It's not a parable. It's a true story. Jesus told the story of a rich man who died in his sins and of a poor man who died having trusted Christ. The poor man went to heaven and the rich man went to a place Jesus called hell. The Bible says, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abram's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell lift up his eyes, being in torments. The word is plural. And he seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides this, between us and you, there is a great gulf fixed, so that those that would pass from you cannot, neither can they pass to us, that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, that he may testify to my five brothers, lest they also come to this place of torment. Abraham saith unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, that's a reference to the Bible. If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither would they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. The wage of sin is death. Now, if the verse ended there, I wouldn't be talking about it tonight. Because it is true that we're all sinners, and it is also true that the result of our sin is death, separation from God, hell, and then the lake of fire. And if all the verse told us was that the wages of sin is death, what would be the purpose in talking about it tonight? We'd all leave more than discouraged. We'd all leave broken. If you believe the Bible, I'm a sinner. The wage of sin is death. But thank God the verse doesn't end there. It says, but the gift of God 
is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, you know, it's fascinating to me that we often confuse wages and gifts. For example, you may have said to a child of yours at some point, if you will be good, I'll get you something at Christmas time. If you'll be a good boy, you'll have a present or a gift at Christmas time. Well, how can it be a gift if he has to be good to get it? See, that would be something that you earned. Uh, suppose uh, you have your 20th anniversary in your marriage, and uh, you go down to the mall down uh, 41 here, and uh, you go to the mall and you buy your wife something nice. Let's say it's 130 bucks. So you buy your wife something and you bring it to her and uh, you say, sweetheart, we've been married now for 20 years and I want you to have this. It's 120 bucks, but it's only going to cost you 80. I'm, I'm going to pay $40 for this wonderful gift that I'm giving to you and and all it's going to cost you is 80. Think of it as 33% off. I mean, this is really great. Now, I'm, I'm sorry I'm using this illustration because I can see that some of you guys are thinking, hey, I never thought of that. All right. Well, let me ask you, would it be a gift if she paid for part of it? What, what if... Uh, what if you paid of the 120, 110, and she paid 10? Would it be a gift? What if you paid 115 and she paid five? Would it be a gift? A gift is freely offered and freely received or rejected. Mary and I were on a Bible lands trip years ago. This is years ago. And uh, we were going to Bible lands and we went through Paris. France, and we were there for a couple of days. And one day, I said to Mary, I would like to see the Louvre. You know, it's a famous, it's a famous place that has art objects in it, the Louvre. That's where Venus de Milo is, and uh, many, many other things like that. So I said, let's go to the Louvre. So five or six of us went down and got on city transportation on a bus to go see the Louvre. We didn't know where it was. They told us which bus to get on, but we didn't know where to get off. So Mary and I were seated facing the front of the bus. We had friends, Harry and Bev, that were facing us. And so I saw, you know where they have advertisements up here on a bus? I saw up there a map, and it said the Louvre. And so I said to Harry and Bev, and Mary, look, there, there is a map, and... Uh, it tells us where to get off of the Louvre. And when I did that, I could see a lady, a middle-aged lady, maybe in her 40s or 50s, and she was sitting toward the back of the bus, and she got my eye. This was in France. And she went like this. I'll never forget it. She went just like this. She went. I'm not making this up. <laughs> so I, I turned around, and I said to Mary, I think there's a lady that's unhappy with me on the back of the bus. No, no, Mary didn't see it. Harry and Bev didn't see it. So we're sitting there talking, but I could feel her eyes on the back of my head. And so a second time, I turned around, and when I caught 
her gaze, she again went like that. I said, I, I don't know what it is, but I think, no, no, we're fine, we're fine. Well, we came, we came to a stop, and this lady's going to get up. And she got up, and she came towards where I was seated. My knee was slightly extended into the aisle. And this lady, this, this actually happened. She took her purse, a normal size lady's purse, about the size of the organ, something like that. <laughs> and she took this purse, and she came up on my knee, and two times she went thong, thong on my knee, and then she just walked off the bus. Mary, my wife, said, you know, Bill, I don't know how that lady knew what you deserved. <laughs> but she was paying you a wage for what you deserved. No, no, Mary, I said. That was not a wage. It was a gift. <laughs> I did not earn it. I did not deserve it. I did not work for it. I am innocent. It was a gift that this dear lady, for some reason, just felt she had to give to my right kneecap. All right, now I know it's a silly story, but it points up a very important truth. There's a big difference between wages and presence. Hell is a wage. Heaven is a gift. You don't earn gift. You don't deserve a gift. You don't work for a gift. You don't pay for a gift, not even partially. You don't promise when you get the gift that your actions will make you worthy of having received it. That would be a wage. A wage is what sin gives. God gives a gift. The wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. And then the passage ends by saying, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now, why does the Bible say it's through Jesus Christ? And the answer is simple. It's because Christ is the one who purchased the gift. That's really the way the Bible phrases it. He bought the gift. The Bible says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. The Bible says that Jesus died for our sins. The Bible says that he gave himself a ransom. He paid. He gave himself a ransom for us all. Christ died for us, offering to every person the gift of eternal life. Now, you know, I think going to a Christian school is a great idea. Our kids went to Christian school, grade school, uh, high school, and then to a Christian college, all three of them. I, I thought it was important. Mary did too. We honestly thought it was important that our kids be taught by people who love God. Now, I know you can find that occasionally in public education, but sadly, not very often. And even when people do love God in public education, it seems they're not really able uh, to pass that on to you. And so we thought it was important 
to being Christian education. And this room tonight is filled with people who on one level or another believe in Christian education. I do. I think Christian education is wonderful. I'm thankful for the school here, aren't you? See, I think, I think that's great, but it won't get you to heaven. Being a student in a Christian school won't get you to heaven because you don't earn a place in heaven. Sending your kids to a fine Christian school won't get you to heaven because you don't earn a place in heaven. There are many people here tonight who are members of this church. I think that's great. There are people who have come and joined with other believers in this local church. That's really important. But you know, a good church won't get you to heaven. It'll point you to the one who can get you to heaven. It will tell you about the gift of heaven, but your being in church won't purchase for you a place in heaven. Being a good man, treating others as you'd have them treat you, loving and being concerned about the poor, giving, being a generous person. These are all wonderful qualities, but none of them will get you to heaven because you don't get you to heaven. Heaven's a gift. The wages of sin is death. Everything that we earn turns us toward hell. Heaven is a gift that's freely offered by God through his son, Jesus Christ, who when he died on the cross, died in your place. He paid the penalty for your sin, and he offers you the gift of eternal life. The question is, have you ever accepted it? Have you ever trusted Christ? Have you ever claimed the gift of eternal life that is in Jesus Christ? Really, it's a simple thing to do. The Bible says, whosoever should call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It just means when a person comes to the end of himself and when he recognizes, I can't save me and I can't earn heaven, but I will trust God's Son, Jesus Christ, to do for me what I cannot do for myself, then he can have eternal life. And the Bible says it clearly and it says it repeatedly. In Luke or in Acts uh, 16, there's a wonderful story of two missionaries, um, one was an apostle, that were thrown into prison unjustly. And their, their actions were so marvelous, even though they had been beaten and they'd been thrown into the inner prison and they were placed fast in the stocks, they sang. It's quite an interesting story. And God sent an earthquake and shook the jail so that all the doors of the jail were opened and uh, the jailkeeper, knowing that uh, if he lost his prisoners, he was going to die, so he, he determined to take his own life. When one of the prisoners said, do thyself no harm, we are all here. And so the keeper called for a light, and he came in, and he said to these two men, what must I do to be saved? See, that's being saved from hell, being saved for heaven. What must I do to be saved? And they said so simply and so directly, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. In other words, you trust God. You trust the Lord Jesus who died in your place. You trust him for your salvation. Nothing else. There's no need of anything else. Nothing more, nothing less. You trust Jesus Christ. The wages of sin 
is death. Ah, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's bow, please, for prayer. If you would like to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ, you may contact us at the church website, gospelbaptistchurch.com, or you can go to Facebook and type in Gospel Baptist Church Bonita Springs, Florida. Also, you could call the church office at 239-947-1285. Thank you, and God bless.